0: Well, I'm all right, Jimbo. How are you? My God, you've been burning it hardcore. How are you <laughs> feeling? <laughs>
1: I'm going to peak in the next hour. I should be. a
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it's all downhill from here.
1: <laughs> we, uh, we've got floods galore here in Aussie land, Shepi. Floods galore. Oh, really? So if you hear whistling oh, and winding um, around the windows, that that's what's happening. Oh, it's hardcore.
0: You've, yeah. you've battened down the hatches. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Oh well, is it like are the roads all flooded and stuff?
1: Yeah, man, we are marooned and we didn't do our weekly shop. It's a disaster. Oh no,
0: (laughs) you're using the last of your Wi-Fi to do this and not send for a helicoptered Tesco's. You're doomed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate the sacrifice. (laughs) It won't be in vain. So, Jimbo, shall we jump in? I like it. Let's I'm, it. I'm, I'm it.
1: so excited about this one. Um,
0: <laughs> all right, yeah, oh, well, I'm, I'm excited. This was a choice of yours. Well, let's say hello to everybody. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: hello, welcome to uh, on the. St- oh my god, standing on the shoulders, Jesus. <laughs> We're going to be in for a long pod, Chef. When you forget believe, the title of
0: the I, top. I, yeah, because I think it's shoulders of giants, not it is standing shoulders on the shoulders. Oh <laughs>
1: for context <laughs> for context for the listeners it's 5 30 in the morning for me when i record these for Sheppy, so i'm not always a sharpest
0: yeah. <laughs> so, um, sadly it really is his sharpest but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 5 30 i mean hats off jimbo hats off oh, so yes
1: well. Welcome to Shoulders of Giants, I'm Jim, that was Sheppy uh, that you just had. <laughs> and uh, today we are, well actually before we get into it, just because we're still relatively new, um, this is a podcast in celebration of movies that we love, um, alternate universes, possible sequels, all of that kind of shenanigan. Yeah, and, um, tasty
0: stuff. <laughs>
1: and today I set us the challenge of coming up with a sequel to... Ferris Bueller's Day Off,
0: which uh, of course is beloved by many people. Um, It's a real classic, 80s, uh, proper hardcore. You don't get more classic than John Hughes in the 80s. And that's, that's, you know. Uh, So, Um, yes. Should I give some uh, context as
1: to the why, Sheppy? Should I I do some why context on that? So, I guess that, you know, it's always been a big movie for you and me. I think it's a movie, you know, and uh, one that I think. There's like probably only a handful that I really think you and I wept with laughter when we watched. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? I absolutely <laughs> had to pause, rewatch scenes and all that sort of stuff. And I think this is up there with uh, the Naked Gun two and a half experience of the movies and all that sort nice. of stuff. But you know, so. Um, but then, honestly, more importantly for this podcast, like it was probably the one I always had in mind. So uh, mm. obviously, I hope I, I certainly don't think we will peak too soon here. But but just to say that it's a movie that. I kind of always hope they might do again. Do you know what I mean? That like they might um, kind of make at some point. I mean, it's not you got... mean
0: when you say "do again," you mean make a sequel?
1: Make a sequel? Not not. They have done a reboot, haven't they? They've redone it. I think really? as a show or something awful. Yeah. Oh, so. of
0: course, with Jennifer Aniston. Yes, in the in the nineties, yeah. they did a show with Jennifer Aniston. Um, but as a, and it's meant to be a sequel, but that's okay. That that doesn't really count. You're talking full-blown sequel, cinematic, same cast, obviously. Johnny yeah. Hughes, I'm assuming. You know, it has to be him coming yeah. back. Um, and you're saying that even at the concept of this very podcast, this film was at the top of your list.
1: It's what I sort of had. In, it's this kind of thing for me. Like really thinking about the ones that could have been. Um, also, I, I suppose should have been rather than could have been, if there is even a distinction there, because I love there what is we're a going huge to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the um, But yeah, look, I, I guess the only other thing to say as well, and it's probably just slightly seeping into my um, my pitch, but I'll, I'll, I'll pause and obviously want to get your fairest reflections too, Sheppy, but just that I I had it all, every time I think about it, as a sequel I've always thought about it as a Ferris is now at work with Cameron in some terrible sort of you know desk job office space style and you know bunks off work essentially and gets away with it again as an adult and I've just I've always done I've always assumed it might go there and obviously pretty much everything I've done so far on this podcast has been about going into, you know, almost doing it now and thinking about what does the return look like for these older actors. I haven't done that today. And, and as I started to think about it, I, I just went to a different place. And then I sort of have arrived at this podcast. I was sort of texting you before because I had a totally different idea to the one I thought I was going to do, which meant that I've gone off on one. and been a bit... You know, I've been, I've basically been dancing over sun lounges and running past glamorous ladies <laughs> sitting by the pool trying to get to the podcast on time with something coherent. But, um, but I've gone that's a totally great. different way, Sheppy. So, uh, yeah, we'll I talk love about it. that in a moment. But.
0: Well, that's great. Well, I, 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 I can't wait to hear this. I will also, then we have to start a whole podcast about what the other Ferris Bueller's sequel was <laughs> for you. We can do that whole, like, what if, what if? Uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, in terms of what you were saying about us weeping, do you happen to remember the scene specifically that tickled our fancy more than anything in Ferris? It must the have one been Rooney that and the out?
1: secretary, right? It must have
0: been <laughs> <laughs> Ferris Feeler I mean, on
1: too.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Well, there you go. You and I, I think it's safe to say, have a real affinity for characters like uh, like the uh, Rooney, the principal, uh, Ed. Rooney um, him he's like an evil Clark Griswold um, in some ways, I think, and we do like characters and also people who kind of in a dad sort of way think they're cool and obviously aren't and Rooney thinks he's smart and in his own special way he is, but only because he hasn't gonna come up against anyone, you know, and he makes his own bad luck as well. So yeah, so so yes, that that stands to reason that Rooney, would have been the, the real rib tickler. And yes, I've always loved Ferris um, as a film. And I know just quickly about the John Hughes thing, a lot of people love The Breakfast Club and Fair Play, um, but it was never, you know, I've only seen it twice. And the second time was not that long ago. Um, and, and the first time was arguably too late. I was, it was like maybe five years too late after, you know, I should have seen it a bit sooner. But either way, Breakfast Club doesn't ring my bell, but Ferris Bueller does. Um, you know, just like, I don't know, Pretty in Pink or Sixteen Candles don't really do it for me, but Planes, Trains and Automobiles uh, absolutely does. So, you know, Hughes hits me in certain ways. And also, of course, he wrote the original Vacation, but he wrote, I think, at least the first bits of the second one and certainly the third one. But the first one, of course, is special for us as well. So good old John Hughes is what I'm saying. And I guess it's always nice to touch on where a film lies specifically for us, not just individually, and it is something we watched and liked, and we also did a John Hughes trilogy, if you remember, some years. Oh, later. I remember Sheppy. It's going to be, <laughs> lit, it's
1: going to be let into
0: <laughs> nice with she's having a baby, which is a lesser, but still, it was a nice, uh, a nice sorbet in between the big hitters of Ferris and then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and planes trains so yeah lovely stuff that's really I think I just wanted to touch on that was there anything else you wanted to say you know what like Jimbo to. I'll say this one thing I just want to ask you straight out because a, there is a backlash which uh about like you know is Ferris a bad friend um all this sort of thing I I like the fact that in the film Ferris is isn't meant to be seen and he's never actually painted all the way through as being this person one hundred percent who's perfect. And he does make bad choices, but also he makes selfish decisions a lot. But that's you know people tend to point that out as if it's like aha, it's like no aha, that's kind of the point. He's not written as this you know one hundred like, like say a Martin McFly who is pretty pure you know. Um, Ferris is a, is a selfish friend, and not just in the obvious ways with Cameron, but there are lots of little things, and the same with Sloane, he uh, expects a certain response because he is aware of his own charisma and power, and, you know, it's realistic, he's like 16, or I guess. Um, so anyway, I like that about him, I like him having aspects that I think are deliberately not meant to be that likeable. So that's what I wanted to just quickly touch on. And oh, I, I like it right. too, Sheppy. I,
1: I think it makes for a quite a nuanced character, doesn't it? And I, I think I, I've tried to actually unpick that a wee bit as well with where I've gone nice. to. So, um, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, man. I love well,
0: it. Should we, should we was launch we This it? your choice, in? of course. Yeah. So, yes, please, jump, jump in. <laughs> okay. I got Very it. excited, Jimbo. All and, right. yes, I also just want to quickly say... Um, yes, of course, it is your your shtick at this point to always do kind of 2021, with the obvious exception of um, the sequel of to A Majesty's Secret Service, but then that was because of me. I think, I mean, also I think it had to be, but it's sort of specific to that time, so your hands were tied. So the fact that you've now chosen not to jump years and years ahead is very telling, I think, as well. So um, I'm loving it. Can I ask very quickly, this this mad dash for this new revised edition was your previous draft or uh, a longer gap between or was it still the same sort of gap? I haven't
1: even field. drafted anything else, Sheppy. Okay. As I started to write this, I thought, yeah no let's go here. This would I, nice. I'd like to see this actually. I'd like to see the players that return return and do this.
0: <laughs> All right, I love it. All right, well okay, so uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was 1986, so when is the sequel uh, released? I've got
1: 1989, Sheppy, John Hughes back, Uh, we open over the credits with Ferris and Cameron, oh sorry I should say it's called Ferris Bueller's Week Off.
0: Oh, oh you're taking it up a notch.
1: (laughs) And uh, we, we open on uh, Ferris. So I've, I've done the classic as well. I've I've fully loaded like the first 20 minutes probably of the movie, very chunkily. And then oh, it's nice. like there's no middle and end. Yes. Like, it's just going to be fine. themes and bits of to tidy up. So, um, well,
0: first of all, I love, I love the title. That's giving me a, a little shiver. So <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> I'm instantly well up to it. 1989. That's, probably. Do you see this as a... I mean, I guess the first film was a 15 in England. I guess maybe it might be a 12 now. I don't think yeah. there's
1: any I'm going 15 say. vibe. There's yes. going to be boobs. There's going to be a oh. bit, bit of boobage, probably, and uh, given it's right. the 80s, and certainly an edge, shall we say. I'm yes. going with a sort of a... Yeah, maybe kind of before it, obviously, but that kind of, not Porky's, but sort of road trip, American pie type of, but not even that, because it's still got that Ferris mean, heart and, and Ferris humour yeah, to it. Yeah, I mean,
0: all yeah. of all of those films are, I mean, we're not Porky's, but um, the you know, road trip and American Pie are all heavily influenced, of course, by Hughes. So him, and he always did have a bit of an edge, sometimes, you know, quite inappropriate. But still, he always did have a, an edge often anyway. So, yes. Yes. So, yes. Excellent. Know, on that Nagos. edge point,
1: though, Sheppy, I think he had the mm. edge. And then he'd always, and sometimes, again, he'd overkill it. But there's always, like, a moment that gives you a shiver generally in one of his movies. You know, the gallery in Ferris or, like, you know, mm. the reveal in Planes, yeah. Trains or whatever. And, you know, when he hits the note, he hits the note in the So Yes.
0: Um, yes. Nice.
1: All right, so over the credits, we've got a two-car convoy. Um, I haven't gone off on what I thought about the cars, but it does need some thinking about, which you'll understand in a moment. But, uh, but essentially, we, we get to the college, and um, Ferris is out of the first car first, and um, straight to the camera. We're re-establishing that connection oh, with nice. the audience as well. And, um, and he's, he's obviously got the same parents with him. Mom and pops, who I, you know, just happened to love. And I think we're married, by the way, during that first um, Ferris as well. They were a real life couple. I don't know if you knew oh, that. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. And they've done that, you know, that, um, have you seen any of those reunited aparts online during COVID?
0: I saw the Goonies one, actually. Oh, nice.
1: And, and well, yeah. they did a Ferris and they reunited that couple as well. They hadn't. They oh. obviously were married and not together anymore. Oh, how awkward. awkward. It's the, yeah. No, really it's very awkward. awkward.
0: Oh, that's (laughs) partridge-esque. Nice.
1: And funny enough, I've just written the word awkward because he's basically, Ferris talks to the camera with a, it's going to be awkward, tough goodbye you know, say goodbye to the parents and all that. But actually, they're both just super cool. Cool as cute yeah. Like, his dad could yes. get like He's kind of like, yeah, all right, good luck like sports. Sort of thing. You know, no, no drop. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, just behind him, obviously, the second couple's in, Cameron arrives. Um, his dad doesn't get out of the car. He's just sitting in the car and his mum gets out. And, um, and just gives him a little, he'll be over it soon, honey, he'll be over it soon sort of thing, you know. And Cameron's like, it's been three years, mum, because so that establishes our time, marker. You know I mean? nice. actually. Um, <laughs> uh, so I guess the car is very critical. Of course, it won't be the, uh, the Ferrari from yes. the original, but it'll have to be something else. Um, and then as Ferris and Cam head off to their dorms, we, uh, we get a, a brief cameo from Neil Page dropping his daughter off oh. as well. Now I know that means that planes, trains, and automobiles would have been even more than two years before Ferris chronologically, but I think it just means they've been colleagues longer as well, given the dad, which is nice. And then I'd like to see (laughs) at that moment totally like tonally all over the place because we're not really ready for it yet. (laughs) but something like a vacation style dog tied to the bumper weep off between the two men as their kids walk <laughs> off to college so we've got Neil Page and the dad weeping we having it together in front of them but just you know that's I'm sure to settle settling fine I'm sure I'm settling <laughs> fine <laughs>
0: know, they'll be home with their
1: laundry that kind of stuff you know that's um,
0: great I don't think that's too early <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, them doing yeah. that. That's not a dog being tied to the thing in Vacation. No, this is them, no, 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 that's really funny. I like <laughs> it, yeah.
1: um, We've got like Ferris and Cameron aren't roommates here. And um, so Cam goes off to his room and actually sort of immediately hits it off with his roommate. Perhaps this guy is another Detroit Red Wings fan in Chicago, he's the only other one sort of thing. And that's why he's wearing the shirt, he's got the flag. And <laughs> so they, they start chatting then, and we actually, I want to replicate that sort of Buffy-Willow dynamic when they go to uni as well. And um, so Ferris's roommate doesn't show and he's informed that by the campus dean don't know who plays dean isn't a big character but there's yeah. a couple of other cameos but um and um and essentially he'll have the room all to himself now Mr. which of course he's like he almost gives him a bow bow, like you know and then suddenly we see him like set it all up with all the gear and everything including a mini bar and everything he's just got ridiculous gear as usual so Throws a big <laughs> mega fresher party you know for um, all the new campus people But camera doesn't come to the party and actually, even within it, Ferris is actually a bit isolated and you can you just mm. feel it with the way they set it up and everything, surrounded by all the most airheaded frat boys and girls. You know, it's just it's yeah. just actually not his scene. And, um, and he sees Cameron walking across the campus grounds from the window from the party with his new chums, runs down to him, Cameron completely forgot about the party, has a new crew. He's babbling excitedly about the various clubs they've joined. Cam is bloody loving it at this point. Um, and Ferris is a little bit um, jealous, you know what I mean? And anyway,
0: yeah,
1: this then cuts to a bit of a short montage of sort of campus life now for the two of them. And, um, you know, we get lectures where him and Cam are sitting together. That's kind of their time now. And then Ferris is trying to distract or copy him or whatever, and Cameron's having none of it. And we get a cameo from Hughes himself here as the lecturer. Um, and um, and then Bueller is actually sort of what have I put, yeah, Bueller a bit lonely no longer the high school hotshot and in the middle of the montage the music stops as a beautiful girl shouts Ferris, Ferris across the campus grounds she runs over and catches up to him and um, it's like my god it's so good to see you back on your feet again (laughs) and all that sort of stuff and it's looking like there's a connection that he might be in And, um, and Broderick gives a little cheeky smirk to the camera and then she says you know we donated, and uh, Ferris was like, we? And then this sort of big jockey-type character just comes, mm. hugs, lifts him in the air, and goes, glad you made it, bro, glad you made it. <laughs> and Roderick was you know, those, the Broderick's got that sort of slightly awkward kind of squint, a little bit like when his mum gives him a little thing on the nose, <laughs> does that little... Yeah,
0: that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, little
1: So the music kicks back in because he hasn't got the girl. More lecture, more funny loneliness. Perhaps he's on his bed in his room playing patience on his bed next to the dummy he used in the first film or something like
0: that. Nice, (laughs) nice. Can (laughs) I ask? um, Do we know where um, Sloane is? Put a pin in that, Sheppy. Put a pin in that. Nice.
1: Um, uh, yeah, so uh play but I just got this one line. I can see this line. I know it sounds so stupid, but he's playing patience on his bed next to the dummy. And obviously he, he doesn't get it. He like obviously doesn't make patience, doesn't change <laughs> the game, and he just looks at the dummy and goes to see you do any better. Something like you know, something really hates yeah, when people yeah, yeah. talk to inanimate objects. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no, that's good stuff. That's so pure
1: Crucially during the uh, montage, we intercut. Um, and we see him attempt some pay phone calls and hang up after no answer. Montage ends with the classic end of lecture and Hugh saying the assignment for the end of the week is critical. It'll be worth 100 points towards their mark, yada, 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 you know, all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and Cam immediately very nervous about it. Um, so Ferris asks Cameron to come with him for a drink and, um, and Cam's already, oh, I don't know, I better get started on the assignment and all that sort of stuff. And, um, and, and so they're standing at the ed- entrance to the college, having this banter. And then Cam concedes, goes, all right, just wondering, just wondering. And then he sort of, the Ferris just pauses and Cameron's like, well, what are we waiting for? And then, of course, Carr comes hooning around the corner. Um, and it's actually Sheen and the sister, all yes. like punk and like cheeky. You know, she's kind of gone, gone, all gothy and stuff. And pick them up really friendly nice banter you know and all that sort of stuff and uh, she obviously is just going even more into that character <laughs> and uh, maybe like just I hadn't written this down but you could just imagine it being a, a, just a terrifying driver like, to <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. and, uh, but like in some funny way that hasn't been <laughs> represented on screen before and um, maybe he's even got his maybe he's just lighting up so maybe he's rolling something <laughs> like you know, touching <laughs> the wheel while yeah, she's yes. doing a bit of that on the wheel yeah <laughs> um, yeah um, and then during this conversation in the car um, up to the bar or whatever um, she asks Ferris why do you need to go to the airport anyway and Cam's like, airport and, Cam, and Ferris is like now don't freak out we're just yeah. going to quickly swing by Europe, but and Cab goes uh, like quiet, starts holding his breath because his brain's already done all the maths, that he knows what his <laughs> friend's capable of. <laughs> and, and, and Ferris is like, Cameron, breathe, buddy, come on, just breathe, man, breathe. <laughs> and Cab's like, I, I, I don't even have my passport. And Ferris just goes,
0: ah,
1: you know, and he's like, what?
0: <laughs> and,
1: uh, and Ferris just looks at the camera and starts another little montage of. There are a few things that you need to know about Cameron, yada yada yada. While he does that over the monologue, you see Ferris basically like ridiculous cat burglar skills, ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know how he just he shouldn't have the skills, but he just does. You know, he's able yes. to get into Cameron's dorm, get into a safe, like crack it, whatever, get the passport out, and all this sort of stuff. And um, and I, you know, that I, I put here, I want again to maintain that he he sort of straddles that edge on being the bully the enabler doing it for his own good you know all that sort of stuff nice and then, so they're off to europe Sheppy. I love
0: and that. um oh my god and,
1: <laughs> and then they, they're basically obviously cameron's not lighting up in the airport he's just absolutely livid and uh, and then we have a, a cheeky little in the airport lounge area and um, a clothes montage sort of european vacation style there's going to be a lot of European vacation DNA, oh, I'd say, in this yes, movie. Of
0: course. <laughs> and, yes. um,
1: Ferris buys them both super suits in the airport. And uh, even here, Cam is a bit too big for a bit awkward, like a tattoo. <laughs> but, uh, and then blags them into first class, of course, because they're looking so snappy. And um, <laughs> the camera isn't comfortable in first class, so leaves Ferris to go enjoying his martini. And goes back to coach because he just doesn't agree with it principally there's one seat left in coach next to del griffith <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course, of course yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably a caveat too far but i don't care and then, no uh, no
0: god there's no such thing if del's concerned <laughs> so
1: we uh we hit paris first that's where they land Ferris pays for the taxi with a credit card and we cut to chicago his dad doing something uber cool in the office i don't know what that is maybe he's just watching those balls go dink 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 and he's like <laughs> really excited like a cat or something and um, and uh and he gets a call saying his card's just been used in europe and uh so he's like oh better cancel that you know so he cancels the card And um, I want to kind of lean in. One little recurring theme is leaning into the spoilness of the 80s kid. You know, the 80s are over now. This is 1989. Time to cut the strings. Ferris is going to have to survive a lot and his wits in this movie haven't really managed to think of lots of scenarios for that, but that's going to be one of the
0: things. Yeah, that's nice. Um,
1: We go back to um, Ferris and Cam. They're now a Parisian restaurant. They have gone nuts piles of snails and dishes everywhere. Like, he just <laughs> got crazy on the credit card. And of course, um, the, the card is declined when he tries to pay. And um, he tries to get out of it, but obviously uh, his charm doesn't work in this scenario. So he and Cam just make a bolt from the restaurant. Um, and I'll just quickly jump to the end of that, but essentially it's one of those bolts, which is obviously very cheeky in terms of the, the amount that he's just spent. But, but it's sort of almost a fun one in terms of them weaving through Paris streets yes. and then breathless at the end, you know? Um, but they, uh, then maybe the waiter was a dick as well. Do you know well, what Well, I mean? so everyone colored,
0: loves yeah. a furious Parisian waiter because they're all dicks. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. of course. <laughs> um, it could be the same one from Europeans. I was exactly thinking that just now. Um, You're right. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's but, the coming to America Duke Brothers not? It <laughs> <yeah, doesn't wind laughs> it's the ultimate crossover.
1: Um, And then, uh, but crucially, as they leave the restaurant, they knock a table flying and all the dishes go everywhere. And there's a gentleman sitting at the table reading his newspaper. Newspaper flips down. It's Rooney. He's on sabbatical. He's just trying to enjoy holiday. He he lost his job, obviously, for chasing a kid around for cargo day. And he just wanted to enjoy some peace and quiet at a Parisian cafe.
0: And he's just like, tell me he's wearing a beret. <laughs> yes, of <course. laughs>
1: and, uh, and of course, when the cops come to turn up, he goes, I know the man you're looking for. And then he's on the with the cops, you know, so we get to have that whole thing. Um, yes. But then, um, and then all, honestly, Sheppy, the only other thing I've got here is then the point for the boys is that, um, and here's the heart of the movie, is that uh, Sloane is at fashion school in France, hasn't been returning his calls. And um, so Ferris is basically taking Cam out with him to go and try and sort of see her. And nice. um, they do find her. He, he gets her out of her dorm or whatever in a charming way. But bottom line is, you know, she gives him the hard truth. Their lives are probably going in different directions. It's not like she's got some wanky pants boyfriend called Pierre yeah. now, who's also a fashion <laughs> school, but, um, but it's more just time to move on. And it's a bit of a soul moment, if you yeah. know what I mean. Ferris has to deal with being dumped then has to and then the whole thing then becomes about like you know the the hotshot Ferris is drifting away and he's starting to kind of understand that he's kind of got a different path to play and lead and all that and so you know there's scrapes and adventures around Europe while they try and get by and um you know but I, I don't know where it goes from there beyond you know the cops are after him for not paying and course he's not going to get arrested at the end he'll come up with so oh, there's been some huge misunderstanding here's the cash that we found because of this scrape yeah. we got into or whatever um, and Rooney, of course, constantly <laughs> taught of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: There's so much, more, more so much potential for
1: Rooney. So much potential for Rooney. I see him, like, follow him all the way around, like, Germany to some crazy tavern where Rooney actually then hooks up with a a, a big-breasted wonderful, you know, German lady or whatever. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? That's <laughs> nice. Yeah, and
1: it, obviously <laughs> you have to have Rooney and Lederhosen. Obviously you have to have, like, the certain <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But,
0: yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, eating a massive phallic sausage.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's that's my Ferris Bueller's week off, is uh, yeah, like where uh, it's up to.
0: I it's made me angry because I want to see this film so much, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. Uh, that's great. Uh, yes, yeah, no, wonderful stuff. Um, I really like it. I like the whole Ferris having to you know, in a way, you know, face his own mortality or the end of this golden period. You know, like there's that jock who, like, years later is still talking about the college touchdown type thing. And Ferris yeah. doesn't want to become that. Um, I love it. Yes. Yes. It's great. And I like the whole being there. And I'm sure... With, oh there's one thing I wanted to say I think it's very important I mean you know, when we film this um, in 1989 uh, we don't show Cameron's dad maybe he's in the car but you don't see his face maybe he's not in the car because Cam's yeah. dad is such a booty man um, I think it's, yeah, it's important yeah you're right he like, you almost
1: shouldn't, shouldn't manifest into any actor or any person you're right it's yeah. a good shout
0: Nice, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe the mum drops him off and says, oh, your dad would be here but yeah, I know why um, in all that, yeah. yes yeah, no, no, I love it, um, no, that's good and I'm, yeah, I like the idea of the Sloan thing as well, that's solid, and I love the whole um, yeah, Rooney of course, no, classic classic, instant <laughs> classic
1: There's no um, way I, I could resist not bringing back Rooney, it like, just no. the, the coincidence, of course You know, why
0: not? You know, the final coincidence yeah, you, you, of the 80s <laughs> yeah yeah i mean of course if, you, if you're gonna you know 10 years after you bringing back jw pepper in man with the golden gun then you can put rooney in paris i don't care do it i love it yes yeah no i can't wait it. to
1: hear what you've done chefie so
0: oh, no, I'm, I'm gonna I just... say straight away uh, yeah, oh yeah no oh, oh, oh yes well that's wonderful thank you it's interesting a uh, quick spoiler um Sloan, my Sloane um is in the fashion business as well. And that's interesting that we both went there because I don't think there's ever any indication other than she's a snazzy dresser, but they all are. Uh, So that's interesting. I like that. Um yes, yes. So that there you go. That's that's my pitch. Sloan (laughs) is a snazzy dresser. (laughs) Um all right, no, okay. Well, first of all, What I thought was I'm doing it, interestingly, my time gap is larger this time, which is a nice twist. Uh, It's not present day or anything, um, but I did go in a slightly different direction because I was thinking about, yeah, like um, him being an adult, for example, and I didn't want to go that far into like, you know, him skiving off work necessarily, But I didn't want to, yeah. but but I was worried about doing it in college in case it was just basically a die hard two, if you will, and sort of hitting a lot of the same beats. Um, So I went, so so this is 10 years later, it's 1996. um, And it's written and directed by Hughes. Uh, He's back directing for the first time in ages um, with this. But I did go in a slightly different direction as well. Um, So the title of this film uh, is Cameron Fry's last goodbye. Uh, now I don't know <laughs> if the studio are going to go for that, so it might have to be Ferris Bueller Two or Ferris Bueller Colon Cameron Fry's last goodbye. I- I'm willing to bend on that if we're giving too much pressure because we need brand awareness. Um, but all right, in this the focus is on is more only oh, yeah, like fifty one percent, but it's on Cameron. Um, more, more than Ferris, mainly just because he's the, he's the spark that starts it, really. Um, so it's 1996, it's 10 years later, so I guess they're like 26 years old at this point. Um, interestingly, Alan Ruck I'm pretty sure was something like 32. I'm sure I'm not exaggerating that. I'm sure Alan Ruck, who played Cameron, was 32 in 1986. We we should probably check that, but I know it was ludicrous how much he wasn't a 16 or 17-year-old. But anyway, um, this is something different. So Cameron has gone off the deep end, and this time not just literally, you see, you see that? You see it? To the Super Bowl yeah. City. <laughs> uh, you gotta go. Gotta so, all right. Um, after the events of Ferris Bueller's day off, Cameron finally unwound. He, um, he had this confrontation with his father and he came out of it reborn. Um, he found an inner peace he never thought possible. Uh, his college life became stuff of legend, rivaling even Ferris's own reputation for laid back winning. Uh, His 20s only took this further. Cameron has no plan, no path, uh, no worries. He said goodbye to countless opportunities in both jobs professionally and in love. Uh, He doesn't want any responsibility and he's only living for today. Uh, The opening scene I've ripped off from uh, an adaptation of a George Orwell starring Richard E. Grant, and I don't remember the title. But the opening scene is pure hues in that it's um, pre cred, it's, uh, it's a cam's POV, and he's sitting in the office opposite his two bosses wearing suits, very clutch offices. And his two bosses are, of course, directly addressing the camera, Cameron. Uh, saying what a good job he's been doing and they're smiling in that John Hughes addressing the camera sort of way, really friendly. Uh, you're, you're, you've you turned around your whole department, how he's impressed them time and time again, how he's their major asset and they offer him a massive promotion, a huge bonus, lots of perks and we cut uh, to Cameron for the first time and he speaks and he says, I quit and he looks at the camera and gives a little smile. He gets up Their jaws drop. Cam puts chewing gum on the wall. He kisses the boss's secretary passionately (laughs) and struts out titles as he struts out of the office. He's high-fiving people and so forth. Um, Cam has overcorrected. He is not committed to anything ever. Every time he has the chance to develop himself, his career or his love life, he says goodbye and walks. At the first sign of any stability, Cam always says goodbye. Uh, his untapped potential is getting I just got down. a shiver, Sheppy. Just want to say, no. with the title <laughs>
1: of what you've done, and what that's going to
0: be. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. His untapped potential is getting everyone down. He's a party-hard man, but his disregard for the consequences of his actions are jeopardising his future happiness. Ahead only lies ruin. Sloane Beulah is working oh at a fashion God. agency. She uh, has got married to Ferris. Uh, she, um, was, she's, she's happy, she's, and she hears, while she's working in a fashion um, office as a very high-level exec, or a very up-and-coming exec, let's say, she hears from her sister-in-law, Jeannie, Jeannie Splint, who is now a photographer, freelance, who is often hired by the fashion agency that Sloan works for. Um, Jeannie is well-adjusted and happy and is now called Jeannie Splint. I looked it up and Charlie Sheen, who of course she's married to, he doesn't have a name in, in Ferris Bueller. So I've given him a surname and that surname is Splint. I don't know why, but now she's Jeannie Splint. Uh, Oh, by the way, he, they're married, and he is a top psychiatrist. Uh, Jeannie tells Sloane that she was at a wedding that weekend. Bear in mind, we haven't seen Ferris yet, Um, but that might be corrected in the editing. It's a risk not introducing him so soon. But I think you have the intro of Cam, and then you you have this. Uh, Jeannie tells Sloane that she was at a wedding that weekend, and Cam was there, and Jeannie, of course, knows Cam but hasn't seen him for years. He gave an amazing genius inspired unhinged speech and was the life and soul, but he hadn't been invited. Uh, We see this in a (laughs) smash cut flashback where Cam is giving this very witty speech and we pull out and he's standing in a fountain with no trousers on. Uh, So, and there's more besides. Jeannie says, I think you need to take this to Ferris. And she's a little bit troubled about it. And you know, it's like there's obviously, and they don't say it between them, but it's like Jeannie and Sloane acknowledge oh, Ferris. Yeah, so Ferris has gone the other way. He's no Neil Page, but he's working too hard. He's neglecting his wife and kid and hasn't taken a day off in years. He hasn't spoken to Cam in years. Uh, they got estranged. Uh, maybe it's because uh, Ferris was jealous. They didn't go to the same college, but Cam obviously had a very, very successful time there in a certain way. And maybe Ferris for the first time felt like he was in the shadow, maybe. Um, they haven't spoken for whatever reason uh, for, let's say, seven years. Um, he, uh, so Sloan convinces him Um, to take his friend in hand and guide him back towards the straight and narrow uh, some sort of responsible life. Also, of course, hoping that something will rub off on Ferris and a day off will do him some good as well. And so they meet some sort of, you know, that they don't want to meet and it's awkward and they're they're tricked into each other. After all these three people have been introduced, it really, now the adventure really has to kick off So they do get together without too much humming and hawing. Ferris and Cam hit Chicago, Uh, but uh, Cam is also a slippery customer and every attempt Ferris makes at first to try and engage in some sort of meaningful way or with a quiet activity, like a nice restaurant. We could have uh, Cameron brings back uh, Abe Froman. Uh, There's a go to a nice museum. But Cam sets off the sprinklers while setting fire to a no smoking sign, etc., uh, etc., et and everything Ferris tries ends in mayhem, and we have a sort of a blind date, the Willis passenger element here where Ferris is the Neil Page, and he's like sort of having to catch up, and maybe he has to sort of like do, a, he has to do a Ferris and get them out of situations where Cameron isn't Necessarily a good con person, he just doesn't care. So Ferris has to reawaken this to save them both. Uh, and that, of course, leads to more adventures. And in the buddy cop style, they like each other more and more, and they love each other more and more. Um, and it builds and builds and builds. Now, on top of this, I didn't know whether or not to introduce a Rooney. I didn't. I, I think Rooney will certainly be a cameo, but I think it will just be a cameo um, for this. Now, if there's a Rooney-esque character, which there probably should be, um, they—I was thinking they should avoid uh, Ferris's co-worker um, and rival, Judd Frank who went to school with them all and always, of course, resented Ferris, um, you know, like, why does he always get the attention, that sort of thing. He will stop at nothing to bring Ferris and Cam, well, who wants to bring Ferris down to prove to their boss that Ferris isn't homesick, but is obviously having a day off. Um, He's moving in on his job, dot, 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 and wife. I don't know where where that's going, but maybe who knows, you know, how much Sloan is in this. Can Ferris save Cam and bring him back to Earth? Can Cam save Ferris and teach him how to cut loose once again? And maybe at the end of the day, the pair will have rediscovered themselves, meeting somewhere in the middle of anarchy and monotony, finding balance and their friendship. So there you go. And I've got a a tagline. (laughs) I've got two taglines. The first one's a shorty. It's now's not the time to slack off. You know, I didn't say it was a good tagline, but (laughs) all right. And the other one is Cameron Fry's The Life of the Party. Ferris Bueller's A Slave to Work. They have one day to save each other Things are about to get interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably longer variety. I love your essay yeah, words. So right, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Well, it's the '80s as well. You're gonna, you're gonna have like a at least a paragraph. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's that's yeah. So that's what I figured. Um, yeah, like I say, 1996, Hughes writing, directing, and of course all the returning people. And I love you know you've inspired me i i have to confess jimmy i didn't even think about the director address or breaking the fourth wall or spiking the lens when i wrote that so it makes sense that cameron does it at the beginning of the film but i don't want to i i'm thinking just now I, I won't do too much of cameron doing that but maybe a little bit you know maybe not even talking but just looking at the camera at the beginning for example and then at a certain point he does address the but only like once. And then at a certain point, Ferris almost addresses it, but then sort of thinks better. But then, of course, by the end, he's addressing it as well. And he's, you know, know, a bit of an obvious metaphor, but he's becoming Ferris again. So, yeah, so maybe that could happen. But there isn't too much direct, maybe at the end, maybe during the end credits or something.
1: Can I ask a quick side question, Sheppy? Because I've got a couple of things to say about that wonderful pitch. But just, have you seen Fleabag? any chance
0: uh, yes yes oh, i yeah. have seen cool. because
1: if you haven't seen Fleabag and you're doing direct using direct address oh, yes. to do a character beat i was like i'd be like Shippy, like phoebe is winning a lot of awards for that kind uh, of level of, nice. <laughs> of insight well thoughts, there you so. go well
0: if it makes yeah, you but... <laughs> feel better that last thing that was off the top of my head um, cool, so man. so there you are so i think it'd be very the, powerful the, the,
1: to play with it like that it'd be cool yeah
0: yeah nice but i i swear when i wrote that I, I, I didn't even occur to me about the, the, the direct address, which is so interesting because that's such a large part of it. So yeah, nice. Uh, so yeah, well, there you go. Like you, I don't have an ending or anything.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I love it though, man. And it feels like it could happen today. I mean, you know, they both age... Well, can less so, to be honest with you, if you've seen Succession and stuff, but he's uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but he know, always could pull old. that off still. Yeah, you're right. Broderick could pull that off still, though, I reckon. And yeah. you could yeah. make that. I mean, in the, of everything we've done in the, in the Cobra Kai sense of it, you know, of like, let's nice. revisit it. You could get away with that title in a Netflix show if you wanted to do it. Do you know what I mean? That's really? True. Couldn't yeah, you? And, uh,
0: that is a Cobra Kai.
1: And, um. Man, I tell you, Shippy, there's some really, really hard juice and DNA in that. I really <laughs> like it. I really like
0: it. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to uh, write this one down. Like uh, I was aware for the Last Action Hero one, I didn't look at my uh, my notes at all, which is probably good and bad. I don't want to reread my notes because I'm sure I probably missed out on some stuff that I'll be like ah. So in this case, I thought I'll 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 just stick to something fairly tight. So that I don't totally go off on one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like but it when you go off man. on one. That was a good one, Sheppy.
1: <laughs> thanks for, for for meeting it. It was really good. And I, God, on the strength of what you've done, there's no need to revisit them as older people. I think we've done Ferris now and can move on. Nice. And what That's are we moving nice on to, Sheppy? What's going to be next well, week?
0: Jimbo, <laughs> let me say this. You've got can I, can I have ogins. a drink
1: of water, Sheppi, or am I take, going to take, spit, take this? All right, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It's fine, actually. It's not, it's not crazy. But there were lots of things I was thinking about. And um, there are, obviously, there's a lot of stuff um, of an ilk, let's say. But I wanted to do something... Um, Relatively standalone in terms of something something we haven't touched on yet in terms of genre. So I'm thinking superhero, uh, a superhero sequel we haven't had. Um, so I was thinking um, the third Tim Burton Batman film, uh, Batman Returns 2, if you will, or Batman 3. Now, essentially, of course, that's Batman Forever. But you and I would never, ever have called a Batman film Batman Forever. So whatever title you come up with, go for it, whatever you like. Um, and I will endeavour to do the same. But yes, it, it's uh, to finish the Burton Batman trilogy.
1: Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. With Keaton mm-hmm. as well. Yes with, yeah, yes, with brilliant. Keaton.
0: Kilmer was livid. But yes, <laughs> clearly didn't know where to look. But yes, um, it, it's of course, it's, it's Keaton and... The same commissioner Gordon, the same you know regulars, so that's, yeah, Michael Gough, oh, so
1: just you've yeah. immediately given me a little thought there, of course.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, but nice. yeah, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, brilliant, nice, nice.
0: Well, there you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and your your Ferris was wonderful, honestly. Oh, same um, with yours, okay. Shep.
1: I really enjoyed that man. That was a lot of fun. So, tasty, uh, very yeah. tasty.
0: I like it. Uh, so, yeah, digger, digger, chicka, chicker.
1: <laughs> I'm going to try to do a professional thing and say, I'm sure by now we are set up on Twitter or something. <laughs> we'll put it in the link. <laughs> Follow us, drop us a note. What do you think of Ferris Bueller, right? Just uh, let us know any thoughts you've got. You know, yeah. It, you, you guys it, out there. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and also what you think of possible, uh, you know, um, sequel could, could be that maybe we've missed. Uh, I'm all for that. Um, And also, like a um, a Ferris Bueller sort of thought, just anything you've thought about, is Ferris a good guy? Would he be friends with Marty McFly? Or are they in some way too similar? Or, Or if they just hung out on their everyday life, would they be friends? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. So we don't see much of Marty McFly's social life. We see his He's hanging out with an old band. man. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm interested. So your thoughts on that? Whatever you like. And why didn't Alan Ruck ever get his own spin-off Star Trek film as Captain, I want to say Harriman? in Star Trek Generations on the Enterprise B. That's another podcast for you personally. To, I'm not gonna, you Jimbo, that's it. I want Alan Ruck as Captain Harriman, I think, on the Enterprise B, uh, after he totally screws the pooch and lets Kirk die. Yeah, it's called Generations Five. Oh my God, so yeah, that's, that's we, the other
1: one. I, I don't know how to hold on to the end of this this thread. <laughs> so I know, we've
0: unraveled Jimbo, that's, that's gone. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, all right. Absolute pleasure. Yes, you too as always, Sheppy. And love uh, it. Until next time.
0: <laughs> wow it really came apart at the end there. Did. But I, like I love it, it very much. Take, <laughs> take it easy, everyone. Save first.
1: We'd love to hear from you please reach out to us at shoulderspod.com, shoulderspod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.